0: to a healthy economy, environment, and society as part of everything it does. Learn more at NovoNordisk.us. This
1: is NPR News.
2: Support for Mississippi Edition comes from Trustmark, featuring MyTrustmark, online and mobile banking. Monitor accounts and information, transfer funds, create special alerts and reminders. Details at Trustmark.com. Member FDIC.
3: Good morning. It's 830. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, Mississippi blood supplies are at emergency lows heading into the Labor Day holiday weekend. We'll find out why.
4: One of the toughest summers I personally have ever seen. It's a nationwide epidemic. There has been an extreme extreme, unusual decline in donations this summer.
3: Then Louisiana residents continue to recover from disastrous flooding. We'll talk live in the studio with MPB's Paul Boger, who just spent several days there covering the floods. Later, a visit from the experts of everyday tech on going cable-free and getting more fresh fruits and veggies to low-income Mississippians. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Mississippi blood collection agencies say supplies are at emergency low levels just days before the busy Labor Day holiday. Mitzi Bro with United Blood Services says this summer, usually a slow time for blood donations anyway, has been one of the toughest she's seen. She tells MPB's Evelina Burnett the low level of blood donations is a nationwide epidemic.
4: The new announcement from the FDA, it, it is a recommendation. It's not a public health requirement. So currently, there are no reports of local mosquito-borne transmission in the state of Mississippi, so we're monitoring the Zika situation very carefully, and we will immediately implement universal testing in areas where there is active, locally transmitted Zika. In the meantime, we continue to ask donors about travel to Zika areas and about um, sex with people who have traveled to Zika areas. And we test donations from donors who are at risk for Zika. Um, If they answer, you know, if if any of their answers to those questions would put them at risk for Zika. So
3: that's how you screen people is just through the questions beforehand?
2: Right.
4: So if they've traveled to um, any of the the Zika areas with South South and Central America, Mexico, and now Miami and that area, you have to wait 28 days before you can. After returning back to the United States, before you can donate, that's one way that we're screening out donors. And then, if you've, we're, we ask you a couple of questions, and then we'll we'll do tests from donors, um, do tests from donations from donors who are at risk for, Z- for Zika.
3: How has the summer been in terms of donations?
4: One of the toughest summers I personally have ever seen. It's a nationwide epidemic. There has been an extreme unusual decline in donations this summer. We always expect a decline in donations during the summertime because people are traveling, um, kids are out of school, we draw a lot of blood at high schools and, and um, and technical colleges and universities and such. But this summer, it was more than normal decline in blood donations. And then there's been a lot of things happening in the world over the summer. The recent flooding in Louisiana and southern Mississippi didn't help the situation either. Um, so, you know, we're asking as, as we ready the, the blood supply for the Labor Day holiday weekend, it's already extremely low, and we are anticipating a spike in blood usage, a spike in in patients needing blood over the weekend because over the Labor Day weekend because of an increase in activity. So we encourage all people who are healthy and eligible um, to make an appointment to please donate blood in the next two weeks.
3: MPB's Evelina Burnett with Mitzi Bro of United Blood Services on the emergency low levels of blood donations in the state. Up next, Louisiana residents continue to recover from disastrous flooding. We'll talk live in the studio with MPB's Paul Boger, who just spent several days there covering the floods. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
0: The conventions are over. Candidates have been nominated with less than three months to Election Day. We don't know what's going to happen between now and then, but we will be here to help you understand it. Listen every day.
5: Weekdays at 4 on MPB Think Radio.
6: I'm Debbie Minor, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. Each week we discuss topics that have to do with keeping you in the best shape of your life or getting you in better shape one step at a time. From healthier eating to exercise routines to supplements and knowing how to read the signals that your body is showing you, Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit is here to help Mississippians feel their absolute best. Listen to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio.
3: Areas of Louisiana are still recovering from the devastating flooding there. In what has been called the worst natural disaster in the country since Superstorm Sandy, the floods have driven thousands from their homes. During the flooding, 6.9 trillion gallons of rain fell on areas of the state in one week. At least 13 people died in the flooding across five parishes. While there was considerably less damage in southwest Mississippi, several homes there were damaged from the storm system, driving many residents to Shelters. Our own Paul Boger traveled to Louisiana for several days last week to cover the disaster for Louisiana Public Broadcasting, and he's here this morning to share some of what he learned. Good morning, Paul.
2: Good morning, Karen.
3: What did you see down there?
2: Uh, Devastation, I think, would be the best word to use. Uh, Several areas of South Louisiana are just were completely underwater—four, five, six, seven, eight feet. Houses completely destroyed. You know, they're still standing because. You know, the the waters weren't fast enough; it didn't move fast enough to to take them down. But you know, you go into a, a na- neighborhood that was affected by the storm, and you can just see piles of everything from clothes to appliances, couches, mattresses, carpeting, you know, sheetrock. Everything that touched that water is out, laying on the street right now uh, in a lot of those neighborhoods.
3: What were some of the areas hardest hit?
2: Well, you know, Baton Rouge itself, Baton Rouge proper, I guess the the older part of town, that's fine; it sits on a ridge. But outside of that. Uh, Ascension Parish, Livingston Parish, which is just east and south of Baton Rouge, those were hit very hard. The town of Central, which lies just slightly north of Baton Rouge, that was almost completely taken out. Uh, estimates show that roughly around hundred, uh, roughly 70,000 homes were affected by the floods. So that's roughly 000, uh, at least 100,000 to uh, 150,000 people. So it, it's really rough down there. You know, I talked to one young lady. Uh, she lives in East Baton Rouge Parish. And, you know, she was, she lost her, complete completely lost her home. And all she really cared about was, you know, her son. Uh, her name was uh, Zayla Miles. And she, you know, all she really cared about was her son not being able to see his toys.
0: And he's been wanting to come home. Um, he doesn't have a home to come to. <laughs> Breathe.
7: <sighs> but she's because he just had a birthday. He just turned three. And... All he knows is that he lost all his toys. That's all he can explore. But pretty much, their one story, everything was gone. Like everything that's for Hunter is gone.
3: That's one person. How mm-hmm. are flood survivors doing?
2: You know, they're they're getting there. Uh, right now, we're in the process of, or they're in the process of cleaning up and starting the the you know, rebuilding process. Of course, FEMA's down there. Lots of aid groups are down there uh, trying to get aid to those folks, but. A lot of them are just trying to make it day to day right now. That's all they can really ask for. One of the big things that's going on right now is that schools, a lot of the schools in the areas that are not affected are not open because they too were also affected by the flood. So many of them aren't going to be able to open until after Labor Day at the earliest. Uh, I talked to one young, uh, young woman named April McCready. She works in Ascension Parish and she's, her classroom was flooded. So she's trying to figure out what she needs to do
7: we're coming together with two other schools and we're just gonna make it work we're not sure of everything right now but we're gonna get in there and get those kids into as normal routine as possible
3: um what about the volunteers you know after katrina i mean they just came in from everywhere Mm -hmm. are there a lot of volunteers in this situation
2: yeah absolutely you know the volunteers are coming out of the woodwork for lack of a better word uh you know, they're coming from all over the country. I spent a, a day with the, uh, the Red Cross following a Red Cross emergency response vehicle. Uh, the driver there was a guy named Rod Hamer. He came down from Iowa to help out folks because, you know, that's, that's a commitment he's made to help the Red Cross and folks that need it. But they're everywhere. Rod Hamer, you know, talk to me a little bit. When
4: they're in such a situation as they've lost so much, something as simple as a bottle of water or, or uh, somebody that comes from Iowa to help them out
3: kind of
7: helps a little bit.
3: So, what do people need? What what's most crucial for those who have suffered through this?
2: You know, talking to the Red Cross, talking to volunteer groups. You know, there's always a uh, people donate a lot of different things. I'll tell you one thing that they don't need right now is is clothes. Their people are turning away, or groups are turning away clothes, turning away those kind of donations. I think what a lot of people need right now are, are some food, water. There's still a, a problem getting some uh, some grocery stores cleaned up. That was those were. You know, walking into a grocery store immediately after the flood, it, looked like it, flood. it looked like a flood it looked like a plague of locusts had gone through so a lot of people need those kind of things um money of course is is crucial right now but you know with with it with it being so hot it I can tell you Baton Rouge is the one place on this earth that might be hotter than Mississippi in the middle of summer and so water is desperately needed bottled water stuff like that but you know, I think a lot of people are, are just trying to get through right now. They're just trying to make it through the day. Um, Zayla Miles, who you heard from a minute ago, you know, I talked to her about what she needed right now. It's more than what we it's have. It's more now. than what we
3: have.
7: Just like yesterday, we were cleaning our homes, and a guy just stopped and gave us Raising canes. And it, was, you and know, it we're appreciating everything that everyone's doing for us. Yeah. What do you need right now? Prayers. And that's all right now.
8: <laughs> yeah. in <the> home. <laughs> but mainly prayers, mainly prayers.
3: We're just about out of time. Um, just give us your final impression and what you left. I mean, was it hard to leave that situation? I imagine easy in some ways, but,
2: difficult? You, know, it, you know, nothing, nothing's better than getting home to your own home and, and seeing your wife uh, and your family. But, you know, staying down there would have, it was, it was difficult to leave because there's so many stories down there right now. And it's a lot of people need help.
3: Well, our thoughts are certainly with the people. Thank you so much, Paul, Up next, a visit from the experts of everyday tech, ongoing cable-free. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
5: Well, the conventions are over. Candidates have been nominated. With less than three months to Election Day, we don't know what's going to happen between now and then. But whatever it is, we'll be here to help you understand it. Listen every day. Weekdays at 4 on MPB Think Radio.
9: This is Everyday Tech on Mississippi Edition. I'm Sharita Brent here with Ashley Jeffcoat, Digital Media Director at MPB. And this morning we're going to be talking about some people's idea about going cable free and instead just choosing to stream uh, the the things that they want to watch on a daily basis. Ashley, good morning. Good morning, Sharita. So talk to us about this idea
8: of going cable free. It's a totally possible thing. You are completely capable of doing it. The only requirement is that you have internet in the most case. So what you're looking at doing and, and why people are doing this and, and what is it exactly is that people are choosing to drop their cable subscriptions mm-hmm. in favor of going internet only. And then when they go internet only, they're going for just those online streaming services like Netflix and Hulu and things like that. Mm-hmm. So the idea here is multi-fold. One, people don't like the old version of the cable model. They don't like the buy a giant package to get 200 channels when really you only wanted three. Mm -hmm. People don't like that. They're tired of doing it that way. They find it's a lot cheaper for them to drop their cable subscription entirely and then find other ways to get that material. Another thing is simply to save money because it is very expensive to have a full cable package. So if you can just drop down to the internet, you could drop the price of your monthly cable bill in half easily Mm -hmm. by just going to internet. So that's that's causing a lot of people to make these decisions to to switch and just do streaming just doing the internet. So do you think it is that people are not aware
9: that they can do this, that some people are just unaware of services like Hulu, uh, where you can actually go watch the show you want to watch and not have to wait for it to come on live on a specific day and just have access that way?
8: Yeah, I think that there's a lot of people who are not aware of it at all. They don't know that that's a thing you can do. They don't know how, even if they kind of know that that's something that's an an available option for them. So what you end up with is, is people who just have the cable subscriptions and deal with it. And they've never thought about leaving, mm-hmm. so hopefully, what we can do is, is kind of educate people on what your options really are. Because the cable company doesn't want you to know that this is an option, because mm-hmm. they want to keep you as a customer. And you call trying to cancel part of your service, it can be really difficult, and they can pressure you into keeping it. But if you can get educated and know exactly what it is you want, you know. But to answer, to also answer your question, some people have cable just because they like it. Yeah, they still like it. I still have cable because I like to channel surf. It is an indulgence of mine. I watch mm-hmm. trashy TV. <laughs> I'm. I'm not so ashamed to admit that.
9: I feel like I'm being wasteful because on a weekly basis, I probably watch a couple hours of television, maybe three channels at, at the at the max. So recently for me, it's been DVR. It's been going to a website of the, the channel that I'm watching to, to watch a show that I might have missed. Uh, but when you talk about services like Hulu, how do you get those services? Um, and also, can you access them on multiple devices like a tablet or a smartphone?
8: Yeah. So first for services that are like Hulu. So you've got Hulu, you've got Netflix, you've got some new and emerging services like um, PlayStation View Mm -hmm. that offers live cable TV. Um, There's tons of different streaming options out there for people. A lot of the um, some specific cable Companies, are specific channels are starting to offer their own packages, like HBO now offers a standalone package. You don't have to have a cable subscription to use it. You can just sign up for it. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you go to that website. So we'll use Hulu as the example. You'll go to Hulu. You can sign into Hulu for free. It's one of the few options out there that has a fully free option available that you don't have to pay for. So you can sign up for it using Facebook or Twitter or making your own login for it. And then once you get logged in, you can then, they'll have a whole long list of channels, and you can look by channel, you can look by show, you can look by search for something and see if you can find it. There's all different ways to find it, and then it'll pop up a little video place, and you can just click on which episode or clip you want to watch, and then watch it. Now, you can choose to pay, and I think Hulu costs $7.99 a month. You can pay to have a, a better subscription, and when you do that, what you're going to end up with is um, access to more videos, more channels, a larger backlog of things. So if you're, like, really trying to catch up on a series, paying for it's going to get you more episodes. Okay. So... That's, a, that's, that's how you do it. You have to have an internet subscription, though. So you have to have internet to use it. But yes, you will be able to access Hulu on multiple devices. You can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on your computer. An important thing to note is that if you do want to watch it on your TV, you need to have some kind of way to access it. So you can do this by having a smart TV, which is if you buy a TV that works with an internet connection. You can get something like a Chromecast, which is 30 bucks. Plug it into your TV and you can get Hulu on it. So there's lots of different options like that available.
9: I'm Sherita Brent for Ashley Jeff Coat. This is Everyday Tech on Mississippi Edition. Thanks for listening.
6: I'm Debbie Miner, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. Each week we discuss topics that have to do with keeping you in the best shape of your life or getting you in better shape one step at a time. From healthier eating to exercise routines to supplements and knowing how to read the signals that your body is showing you, Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit is here to help Mississippians feel their absolute best. Listen to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio.
0: The conventions are over, candidates have been nominated, and with less than three months to Election Day. You don't know what's going to happen between now and then, but we'll be here to help you understand
5: it. Listen every day. Weekdays at 4 on MPB Think Radio.
0: Turkey is vitally important to the United States, on Syria, Iraq, and terrorism. But after a failed coup attempt in Turkey, these allies are at odds. It's not going to be an earthquake type of rupture. This crisis will also be weathered. Our series, A Nation Engaged, looks at how the next president will manage that relationship later on All Things Considered from NPR News.
5: Today at 4 on MPB Think Radio.
3: This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Mississippi's AARP Foundation is expanding a program encouraging low-income families to eat more fruits and vegetables. Two Kroger stores in Jackson and Pearl are joining others in Vicksburg, Clarksdale, and Horn Lake to offer discounts to Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program recipients. When SNAP customers spend $10 on fruits and vegetables, they get a 50% off coupon to purchase more. It's called the Fresh Savings Program. Twelve farmers market are also participating. Erin Smith is with AARP. She tells MPB's Desiree Frazier healthier living is the goal of the program.
7: Fresh Savings in a Nutshell is helping people to be able to buy healthy food on a limited budget. Okay, It makes it easier for these people to have more access to healthy foods and vegetables. It is an incentive program Where in the farmer's market, it's a dollar-for-dollar match. You use your SNAP card. You get wooden tokens. You can spend those wooden tokens on fresh fruits and vegetables. Can you explain how it
1: works? So if you have an EBT card, take me through the process. I'm buying cucumbers.
7: Absolutely. Okay, you're buying cucumbers. Are you at a Kroger store or are you at a farmer's market?
1: Farmer's market.
7: So we're going to start the scenario off first at the farmer's market. You go in. You use your EBT card on any SNAP-eligible item. Okay, You buy that item. You spend $4. You're then given four tokens back, four little, think back to a long time ago to wooden tokens. You have a wooden token in your hand, four of those. Then you get to spend those on that cucumber you want. So you go to the farmer, the vendor that is selling those fresh fruits and vegetables, and you buy through the wooden token the cucumber that you want. Who do you get the wooden
1: tokens from?
7: You get the wooden tokens, it, it depends on which farmer's market you're at, but we're gonna let's, let's get the Mississippi farmer's market here on High Street in Jackson. Let's use that scenario. You're going to go to, there's a kiosk in the lobby. So you get a receipt, you take that receipt to the kiosk, and a fresh savings volunteer will give you the tokens, and then you take those tokens and you spend them at the vendor where you want to buy those cucumbers.
1: Are there going to be certain days that you can do this or will it be available every day that a farmer's market is open?
7: At the Mississippi farmer's market this summer it was open three days a week. We offer the program three days a week. Now it's gone back based off you know, what your vendors are producing. It's back to one day a week. So that now we're just back to one day a week. So it's when the farmer's market's open. What
1: is Kroger's role in this?
7: Kroger is a huge partner in all this. They are our grocery store that we are working with. We have 5 locations in Mississippi that are running this program. It's a coupon system at Kroger. So you go into the Kroger store, you spend $10 on your fruits and vegetables with your SNAP card. You have to spend $10. Yes. yes. It will also add up. So if you come in one time you spend $5, You won't get the the coupon printed right then. But you come back another day and you spend $5 within a month. Then the coupon spits it off to you. And for your next purchase on any fruit and vegetable, it's a 50% off coupon up to $10. And you can get that coupon twice a month. What Kroger's
1: are offering this?
7: We have five. Clarksdale, Horn Lake. Now Pearl in the Jackson area also is on board and the Vicksburg Kroger store. And of course, where are we today? The Jacksonian Plaza store. And we're just so excited about this partnership.
3: MPB's Desiree Frazier with Aaron Smith of AARP on a new program to encourage SNAP recipients to eat more fruits and vegetables. Coming up after Mississippi edition, it's Deep South Dining. Now you're talking with Marshall Ramsey and Southern Remedy. If you missed part of the show, there are several ways you can listen. On our website, mpbonline.org, through the MPB Multimedia app, or search for Mississippi Edition in your favorite podcasting app. You can subscribe to the show right there. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again tomorrow morning at 8.30 for the next Mississippi Edition, only on MPB Think Radio.
2: Support for Mississippi Edition comes from Trustmark, featuring Trustmark Deposit Express, ATMs for business and personal banking. No deposit slips, no envelopes, no waiting. Most deposits made by 9 p.m. weekdays are credited that day. Details at Trustmark.com. Member FDIC.
0: Turkey is vitally important to the United States on Syria, Iraq and terrorism. But after a failed coup attempt in Turkey, these allies are at odds. It's not going to be an earthquake type of rupture. This crisis will also be weathered. Our series, A Nation Engaged, looks at